Chapter 1 Hey, Quint, when you said your staff thing would keep Jack and June safe, what did you mean exactly? Don't know, actually. I was just feeling myself in the moment. It was heat of the battle talk. Also, it's not a staff thing. It's a conjurer's cane. But what did you actually learn from Yersel? Dirk asks as he vaults over a crushed sunglasses kiosk and dodges a fallen vote for Gost banner. It was mostly conceptual, Quint says. The big ideas. You see, the conjuring done by those from the monster dimension is not all that different from science in our dimension. That conceptual junk better be good for fighting, because fighting is about to happen, Dirk says. Then he shuts up so he can just run. At this moment, Quint and Dirk are speeding through the Millennium Super Mall. Their destination? The parking garage. Why? Because that's where the Bone Howler, loyal servant of the villainous Thrall, is headed. A battle awaits. And it's crucial the battle goes well, because the Bone Howler's goal is a vile one. Stop the mall's monster residents from escaping by any means necessary. Yep, the Bone Howler is bad news. Scream! We gotta hurry, Dirk barks as he catches a flash of movement outside. Through a gash torn in the mall's side, he spots the charging bone howler. It's gonna be at the parking garage soon. Quint, please tell me Yersel gave you, like, a tutorial for how to beat this dude. Maybe, Quint says nervously. Possibly? Reader, she did not. Dirk races up a broken escalator, taking the steps three at a time, and Quint follows. Their sneakers squeak and squeal as they speed inside a lid store. There, a broken window gives them a view of the parking garage and the fractured pavement and train track graveyard beyond. Carapaces, Quint cheers, pointing to the garage. The evacuation is underway. Sure enough, three of the crab-like creatures scurry out of the garage's exit tunnel. Atop each carapace is a car or truck, the carapace's shell, and inside each shell vehicle are monsters, the residents of Mollusk City. Soon another carapace scuttles out of the tunnel, then another and another, until dozens are marching out of the garage out onto a hunk of uprooted parking lot concrete. It looks like the world's most bizarre homecoming parade. And look who's leading the getaway, Dirk says, grinning. Johnny Steve, the newly elected mayor of Mollusk City, hurries alongside the carapace caravan, directing the escape. Or attempting to. This way, citizens. I, your mayor, will lead you to safety. You're pointing to a brick wall, Johnny Steve. Right now, Quint and Dirk are clueless to the state of the battle raging inside the mall. They only know their best friends, Jack and June, are locked in a desperate battle with Thrall. But here, at least, everything is going according to plan. Until... Pushoom! Pushoom! The sound of bone crashing against concrete, pounding hooves. Here it comes! Quint says, and then.
the Bone Howler explodes into view. The evil beast is a nightmare of vine and skeleton. All right, then, Dirk says, drawing his sword. No matter what, we don't let that thing reach the carapaces. We're too close to victory. Quint replies, I'm not certain that fleeing in fear counts as victory. We're fighting an other-dimensional skeleton army, Dirk says. I count another 10 seconds of breathing as a win. Let's aim for 15, Quint says. And with that, Dirk cries, Hang on, drooler! And jumps. He hits the ground hard, landing squarely in the path of the charging bone howler. Dirk's hand flashes, and his sword, dripping with ultra slime, slashes upward. Hey, drooler, watch how your old man slays a beast! Slice! The wet blade slices through the bone howler's snout, shearing off a hunk of bone and vine. The skeletal beast recoils, then draws back a talon in a furious rage. Dirk, watch out! Quint shouts, rushing into the fray. But the warning comes too late. The bone howler's claws lash out, snapping forward and... Clang! Dirk's sword is smacked from his hand. The blade sails end over end before plunging into the ground, tip first like a deadly exclamation point. That could have gone better. Yes, I have notes. Quint glances back at the garage and the parade of escaping monsters, then swallows. Dirk, he says softly, right now, you and I are the only thing preventing the Bone Howler from tearing apart every last citizen of Mollusk City. Hey, don't forget Drooler, Dirk says. It's his ultra slime that can actually hurt this thing. The Bone Howler's midnight eyes flash. A whistling snarl escapes its half-severed snout as it takes a heavy step forward. But suddenly, screech! The spine-scraping squeal of speaker feedback blasts through the air. The Bone Howler jerks. Quint winces. Dirk cups his hand tight over Drooler's ear holes. Hey, citizens of Mollusk City, it's Jack. Huh? Quint thinks, looking up at the intercom speaker, listening to Jack's voice from inside the mall. Earlier I said a real leader won't lie to you. So here's the truth. Today has not been the best. Don't know if I'll be seeing you again. If I don't, please remember, this fight. If you work together, you can fight back, and you can win. That's the truth, too. And then the speaker goes quiet. The monsters sit atop their carapaces, frozen. Just minutes earlier, inside the mall, Jack had convinced the monsters to abandon their home and flee so they might live to fight another day. So that maybe, someday, they might triumph. But without a single word being spoken, the monsters seem to be deciding that someday is actually this day. From across the parking lot, Quint locks eyes with Johnny Steve. They share a knowing glance, then Johnny Steve turns. He bravely walks back into the garage, into the mall, to the battleground where Jack and June are doing their best to hold off Thrall. 
One carapace turns to follow Johnny Steve, then another. Soon the entire fleet is making its way back inside. They're heeding Jack's call. Just not in the way Jack intended. But the Bone Howler won't simply allow the Mollusk City monsters to re-enter the fight. The monster's eyes find Dirk's sword jutting out of the pavement, and the beast knows that the two humans are unarmed. Quint, if you can do wizard stuff, now's the time. The term is not wizard, it is conjurer. I don't care if the correct term is Stiltskin. If you can do something, do it now. Aw, oh, I wish the correct term was Stiltskin. Quint's hands tremble. Sure, he's studied with a real conjurer, but Yersel only taught him one incantation, kinetic crescendo, and it's not like he ever actually performed it. But moments before the Battle of the Mollusk began, Yersel did say to him, you now have all you need to do what must be done. Yersel's words were unnecessarily cryptic, and Quint doesn't know what she meant exactly, but she does give off a sort of all-knowing vibe. So if she said he has what he needs, then he must have what he needs. Maybe, Quint thinks, all that's left is the courage and confidence to do it. The bone howler stomps forward, snorting and snarling, like a boxer approaching the center of the ring. Dirk, you might want to step back. Quint says, as he levels the conjurer's cane at the monster. He flicks a toggle, and the cane hums. This is it, Quint thinks. Our one and only shot to defeat the Bone Howler and save the mall citizens. He eyes Yersel's foam nerf mini basketball hanging in its net. The basketball is the other dimensional object that provides the energy needed to perform conjurations. Before Quint can hesitate another nanosecond, the Bone Howler explodes forward. Dirk pulls Truller close and cries, Do it! And Quint does. He squeezes the cane's trigger switch and... Many things happen at once. A swirling purple burst of energy envelops Quint, Dirk, Drooler, and the Bone Howler. Everything goes pin-drop silent, like someone pressed mute on the world. Quint winces. He feels like his body is being flattened. It reminds him of the summer he went to space camp and rode the anti-gravity chair, pulling nine Gs. He didn't enjoy that experience one bit. He enjoys this one even less. Dirk feels the ground beneath his feet seem to drop away. Like that moment on the pirate ship ride at Funland, when the ship has swung all the way back and just hangs there for an excruciatingly long moment before it crashes forward, catapulting your stomach into your throat. The silence ends, replaced by the sounds of ripping and shredding and a primal agonized scream. And then... The smoke clears. Where Quint and Dirk were standing, there is now only a smoldering crater and one half of the bone howler.